Hello and welcome to the Yarn, a podcast for the Australian wool industry. I'm Kevin Wild. This episode is focused on coronavirus, otherwise known as COVID-19, and what impact it has and will have on the wool industry. The Yarn had an episode on this back a few weeks ago, but obviously things have worsened. In fact, the World Health Organization have now declared the coronavirus crisis a pandemic. I'm joined by Australian Wool Innovations Chief Executive Stuart McCulloch. Stuart, you've been closely monitoring the situation for months. How do you rate the threat to the Australian wool industry from coronavirus? Oh, look, it affects us um, in, in many ways, but probably most profoundly it affects the consumption of garments uh, to end users. Uh, if you're unable to get to a store to buy a garment, um, garment sales will go down, and that's not only garments with wool in them, but garments with anything in them. Um, then you step back through the supply chain and um, look at all the elements of the supply chain and the delays that might happen there, uh, processing in China. We know that certainly in, in Italy, those mills are winding back. I spoke with our um, person there this morning, and although the Biella area is rather corona-free at the moment... <coughs> Um, there's many other places that are in just straight out lockdown so you know that that's the processing but in particular China although they're showing, showing some signs of getting over this um, uh, which is which is good they were the ones that got it first uh, so it's, it's natural that they would get over it uh, depending on the the healthcare systems in uh, any one of these countries and and the size of um, uh, the contagion I suppose. So are some factories starting to kick over again in China, or, or some already were, but we didn't know the total impact? Well, I think they are. I think the, probably the, 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 my greatest concern is, is the uh, consumption of garments. And, um, you know, I, I can see that uh, will be happening right now. So the, so the retail sales will be down. I mean, you only have to go in a retail store here in Sydney and see, see that they're largely empty. That will have a delayed reaction on our product and, and um, so the lag period between that happening right now and in the next months and when that filters through to the supply chain back to wool growers is, is what we're monitoring. So what's your plan with this? Are you, do you have a situation where you think that coronavirus is going to be a disruption for three months, for six months, for nine months? Obviously, you have to have different options. Oh, look, I think the immediate concern with, um, you know, the, the, the big macro economies that consume our product, China, Italy, UK, France, Germany, USA, there's some more advanced than others. I mean, China's, China's well advanced and, and has been under quarantine rule, I suppose, for a fair while. But th- there's many other countries that are just starting to um, get different levels or higher levels of... Um, of uh, impact so it, it depends where you're at you know it'd be nice to have china back online from a processing point of view and a consumption point of view they're very big consumers of our product and if they're if they're recovering which is the word then that's good news um so that's a that's a horizon one thing uh, there are other places like the uk for example in the us that are well delayed and uh, we're just uh, we're just seeing the growth of the of the virus there so that might be a, a nine months issue i think um, you know christmas this year will be a <laughs> we'll, we'll have a reason for a celebration because it's a <clears throat> with the fires uh, earlier on this year with the floods straight after that and now this this has all happened in the first three months of this year it's going to be a tough year and it's going to be a tough year for for our wool growers in regard to marketing in particular, you've spoken to, to staff here about the fact that it wouldn't make sense to do every marketing campaign we had planned last year that would actually start 
this year, particularly in the Northern Hemisphere, because as you say, people aren't buying. So are you readjusting the marketing budget as a result? Yeah, we are. We'll hold back uh, what money we can. I mean, if there's if there's marketing projects being deployed, for example, I mean, if you're advertising a sweater in a Japanese magazine in a store, but you can't go to the store to buy it, you know, that offers that presents some problems, and and that just means those marketing dollars aren't going to yield. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deploy you know, fiscal resources where, where, where they're not going to yield. So we've got our marketing team going back through those projects uh, right now and assessing them as to whether they're in, a, in an area that could yield for us and create some demand. If it, it, I'm, not, I'm certainly not going to spend money where it's not going to uh, yield for us and we'll just hold that cash and uh, deploy it at another time. What's your take on how the market in terms of the sale of of wool here in Australia has been compared to the share market? It's held up pretty well, but it it has been heading downwards. Yeah, I think the difference between the share market is um, the the thing that drives shares, uh, uh, you know, what's known as Mr. Market. Mr. Market drives shares, and if if that person feels like uh, that share's at risk of going down, then they'll sell, and they can sell immediately. So the impact on the share market is rather instantaneous with the wool with with the greasy wool market here it's largely dependent on the you know in both directions it's largely dependent if demand goes up it takes a while for that wool to get through the supply chain i mean the supply chain is convoluted and contorted now it's got 16 processes between a wool grower and a retailer and you know the problem we've got at the other end with retailers is the sale of garments and then you step back through the processing of wool and all the potential factory delays there and getting humans in to process the wool we had the Telman system go down you couldn't buy wool even you now you can buy it you got to ship it uh, if you ship it you've got you may have delays with ports up there so and then there's the banking and regulate uh, regulatory um, authorities in those countries if they want to open a, con- a letter of credit for a container of wool they've got to get to a bank and and do that, and I, 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 don't, I don't see any winners here uh, for for the wool processing supply chain or any other uh, supply chain. Actually, it's going to be a tough time. Without being Pollyanna, we are a little bit better off than than say perishable commodities, say the the live lobster trade yeah. and seafood trade. But you know, some growers will want to sell their wool now. They want to get a good price, obviously, and they can't wait. But it, it's certainly going to be a disruption, as you're saying, for several more months at least. Yeah, I think so. I, I, you know, I am, I am encouraged by the way the wool prices have held in there. Uh, to be honest, uh, and um, you know, we suppliers pretty easy to predict. You know, that's the number of kilograms in Australia. What's not easy to predict is the demand level. You know, and, and understand that to a sales figure, and then the delay of that going back through the supply chain into the greasy wool auction system can be quite delayed so let's see you know i'm uh, i'm optimistic that there's sort of underlying demand there decent demand uh, but we certainly have known for a long time that those macro economies are under pressure of the world and it doesn't take much for a catalyst to to tip things over completely so um, let's hope that that doesn't happen but we've been really public about the uh, lack of demand in the last uh, 12 months and and why that's happening and it's because we've got no growth anywhere interest rates pretty much everywhere at zero and that hasn't stimulated any growth and you're now seeing stimulus packages put back into these um uh, to all the economies, yeah, all the Western all, economies. All the economies. Um, the test in the last couple of days, I suppose, is when they put that big piece of money into the US economy, it, it, it buoyed the, the, uh, the Dow 
uh, for a day, uh, but it only it only stimulated the uh, share market for a day, and then it you know then it's falling again. So it's um, it's serious, and you know we, we'll get through it. The wool industry will get through it. I'm quite confident about the how robust the wool growers are and how robust the system is. Um, some of these sales that uh, we were going to have are lost, but some aren't, you know, and um, and that purchasing power uh, will come back. What, we, what we've got to do is when, when we see some light at the end of the tunnel is deploy those funds that we've held back in marketing areas and get them into those, um, into those marketing projects as quickly as we can and, um, and stim- try and stimulate some demand. So it's the message overall... 2020 is going going to be tough probably right up until November, December. AWI's got to be very smart about how it, it spends its money. It's not going to ever waste money on behalf of growers, but particularly with sort of the uh, making the most of the marketing opportunities once we get things back to a kind of normal. And they certainly aren't normal now and they're certainly changing every day. Yeah, absolutely. The, you know, the marketing is the one that's um, concerning us at the moment because because you know we're not going to spend money where it's not going to yield. But but you know our R and D uh, funding uh, won't change. We don't expect you know that that um, has no holes in it, and um, that's post farm and on farm R and D education extension remains the same. Traceability becomes probably more interesting in times like this because um, you know the digitalised traceability and that's what we've been trying to do with WoolQ is uh, is an important thing that we can do for the consumers to understand how that you know the process of those garments um, that, that wool took to become a garment and where it's going to after that. Great Stu, thanks for your time. Stu McCulloch is the Chief Executive of Australian Wool Innovation. That's it for this episode of The Yarn. We also have an article on coronavirus in the latest edition of Beyond the Bar, which is also online. Thanks for listening, and we're always happy to get your questions, comments or suggestions at theyarn at wool.com. AWI is on Facebook at Australian Wool Innovation, on Twitter at Wool Innovation and Instagram at Beyond the Bar. Thanks for listening and having a yarn with us.